Hi, I'm Gareth Edwards, director of Rogue One. And I'm John Swartz, co-producer of Rogue One. And we are here in London editing away, and we couldn't be more excited. Now, obviously, it's a dream come true to be able to make a Star Wars film, but you have that power too with the Star Wars Fan Film Awards happening right now on StarWars.com. And we are very pleased to announce that together with visual effects legend and our executive producer, John Knoll, uh, will be the judges of this year's Filmmaker Choice Award. We can't wait to see what you come up with and also share our little fan film with you later this year. So good luck. And may the force be with you. Just like a few weeks ago, when we were complaining that we weren't hearing more stuff about Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really the situation anymore. Like No. No, there's plenty of stuff. Yeah, there's plenty plenty to talk about with Rogue One. Yeah, what a week uh, Star Wars has had. We've got a lot to go over. There's Rogue One stuff, obviously. There's Rebels. There's a Han Solo movie. There's Episode Eight, And uh, later, we're going to be talking about how we watched all 25 of the audience choice Star Wars fan films. All of them. All of them. <laughs> and we lived to tell the tale. Yeah. Oh, and we're going to talk about each and every one of them. But first, first there's Rogue One. Kind of strange because like I just had tons of just random people coming up to me asking what was going on with Rogue One. My daughter's grade school principal. I was dropping her off at school and he like knocked on the window of the car and was like, "What's what's the deal with this this Star Wars movie coming out? <laughs> is this is, is this the next one after the last one that came out?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. This is a it it's it it takes place before the 1977 one and it's about, you know, the the rebel spies that stole the Death Star plans." And he just like looked at me and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay. All right." What? <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. Yeah, you can go now. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of gets overshadowed now, but like a couple weeks ago on that um, that Star Wars show that StarWars.com has, they had info on the what we are calling the Scarab Troopers. The real names are, are Shore Troopers. Okay. Yeah, the tan guys. Yeah. And the new ADAT is called the ATACT, which is All-Terrain Armored Cargo Transport, which, Gabe, you were right. Yeah, that's true. 
You guessed it totally right. Aside from the cast, there's also a squadron of death troopers, the black armored troopers we saw in the trailer. And down below on the left is your first clear look at the brand new Shore Trooper. Also on the poster are a new class of AT-ATs called AT-ACT, which stands for All-Terrain Armored Cargo Transport. Rogue One news confirmed! Boom! That was all well and good, and everybody was kind of like, yeah, that looks great. And then all this reshoot talk started up. Yeah, which... Everybody was freaking out about, which was kind of funny. Just how freaked out so many just random people. Like, every website seemed like they had to have a story on the reshoots. What's going on with the reshoots? Like, reshoots have never happened before on any movie. (laughs) (laughs) This is a brand new thing. (laughs) This movie must be doomed. must be terrible. (laughs) They didn't get it right. More stuff came out. There were uh, people, everyone, yeah, everyone was saying the movie was completely in trouble. And then there was an article coming out that turns out was mostly bogus that JJ was going to be supervising the reshoots. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie was going to be doing the reshoots. That None of that was true. Uh, about 40% of the film was being reshot. And then Lucasfilm came out and said, that's not true. And everyone's saying that it's too much of a war movie and they're going to try and lighten the tone. We've talked about Zero Dark Thirty saving Private Ryan Ryan Blackhawk down. You're not kidding about this being a war picture, are you? No. (laughs) It's called Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Was it Entertainment Weekly finally came out with the the real story? Right. It seems like the real story, right? It's the normal thing. It's like the Marvel movies. They always schedule reshoots. They're just trying to add more to the movie. But who was there? Isn't there is somebody helping out, right? It was um, the Born Identity guy, Born Supreme, one of the Born writer director guys. Do you remember yeah. what his name was? Uh, there's a stunt coordinator, uh, second unit director Simon Crane has been tapped to assist with the lengthy reshoots of Rogue One. And then there's another guy, Tony Gilroy. Screenwriter. Yeah, Tony Gilroy. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, he worked on the Bourne movies. He's working on the script. Uh, he's got a long relationship with working with Kathy Kennedy. So his name goes on the long list of people who have worked on the script to Rogue One. I mean, who knows? I mean, part of me is like, yeah, it's normal, and this is what big-budget movies do. I mean, Force Awakens was filming stuff right up until the end. But then also part of me is like, well, they're adding stuff to the script. They're bringing in someone to help out with the reshoots. Part of it doesn't seem what we know as normal kind of reshoots. I have a bad feeling about this. I don't sense anything. Yeah, but I guess it's just, it's different now that, you know, it's not like the old Star Wars movies where it was pretty much just Lucasfilm. I mean, now with Disney involved, maybe it's... It's going to be different, but it kind of seems more like how the Marvel movies are, too, where there's kind of a big team of people working on them. It's not just the director. Right. And those have been working out okay for Marvel and for Disney, so I wouldn't be surprised if some of that kind of working model gets carried over to the Star Wars movies, especially these standalones where it's not even like, I don't know, it's not as like pure Star Wars as one of the, as the numbered movies. So it seems even less weird to me, I guess. Hey, I don't really believe that the stuff that they're trying to lighten the tone of it. I mean, I guess I kind of get it that from the perspective that force awakens had such a massive broad appeal. And a lot of those people that went to go see force awakens are going to be going to see rogue one. 
And if the tone is really dark, I mean, maybe they are afraid that it would turn people off. I don't know. It's hard to know until we see the movie. Yeah. And it, you know, it has a giant robot in it. So that's, <laughs> I'm pretty much, I'm set. At the, the, it was good. At the end of the, uh, the Entertainment Weekly article, it says, One source asked that the Star Wars community give them all the benefit of doubt until the celebration event in July, when some of what they've been working on with Rogue One will be unveiled. And the Lucasfilm's quote was, People will go insane. No. At least they're giving us a heads up this time. Yeah. So, so maybe they really are listening. <laughs> Thank you. They keep asking for a warning, and this time they're giving us one. Yeah. Thank you for the advance warning that we may go insane. Right. There might not be a last point that we, because we'll be dead. <laughs> the final episode of Blast Points. They died with they died with their boots on. Yeah. It's just theme song and an explosion sound and then splattering guts. <laughs> and then yub yub. Yeah, and then yub yub. Yep, yep. But I don't know. I, I think the one thing too, if if a lot of the stuff they're shooting is really it's a, a lot of talking in cockpits, I don't know. That makes me happy that maybe they'll be in space. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. Or they're just carrying cockpits around. <laughs> Even <laughs> that's like Forrest Whitaker's uh, mech suit has a cockpit on it. Oh man! <laughs> so, whenever he's talking, he's in a cockpit. What will you? So then almost overshadowed by all the Rogue One reshoot endless talk was that there were there were Lego picks photos. Yeah, the Lego picks were cool. I almost missed them too. It was like they came out of nowhere in the middle of the week and they were gone fast. All the characters from Rogue One, photos of their Lego character, the their Lego versions. Except for maybe not Forrest Whitaker. We weren't sure. No. At least him and his green like mech suit thing there isn't a lego for that that we've seen which is kind of weird but there was everything there was a there was a little lego for director krennic with his cape the the flame flamethrower guy uh with the gun coming out of his belt yep he's there uh our new uh alien friends they're there one that looks like chet for weird science (laughs) So the one guy whose name I completely now cannot remember that we couldn't figure out if he was a baby Wookiee or whatever he was that looks like he might be wearing a space helmet. His Lego looks exactly like Chet from Weird Science. Hi, dudes. So we we don't know what's going on there, but maybe there's a Weird Science cameo in Force Awakens. I mean, in Rogue One. (laughs) The real reason for the reshoots is that Gareth Edwards actually wanted to make a whole lot of weird science references. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have time to get him in the first time. <laughs> Disney Brass saw a rough cut, and it's filled with weird science references. And yeah, that, that's not going to work. More weird science. <laughs> Look again! It's no. Gary. No. It's our boy, Gary. He's our sixteen-year-old boy. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Lucy, and I want you to shut up. 
Did you notice on the Lego figures the uh, the goggles guy that nobody wants to play with? He has like googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't figure out if they're supposed to be his goggles or behind his goggles are just big googly eyes. <laughs> Again, another reason for the reshoots. They had to make him more interesting. So maybe he saw what they're going to show at Celebration, and now his eyes are permanently giant and googly. <laughs> he went insane. If you watch it online, watch it in a mirror, so you'll be safe. <laughs> Don't look directly at the screen. No. They also announced that at Celebration Europe, the uh, the props and costumes of Rogue One are going to be on display. That's going to be cool. That was one of the highlights of celebration last time for Force oh. Awakens. Oh yeah. So that well, so, I mean, I hope the reshoots are done before they need some props and costumes. <laughs> They'll be doing reshoots in the convention center. <laughs> Don't mind us. Yeah, we just need these props. <laughs> but that makes you know that makes it a Star Wars movie. All the Star Wars movies have had at least a couple scenes, if not huge sections, added late in filming. You know, Force Awakens had stuff at the very end. Attack of the Clones had the whole droid factory was like a month before the movie came out almost. <laughs> you can kind of tell. You know? Yeah. yeah. Th- maybe they want to <laughs> add a droid factory scene in Rogue One. I, maybe. Jyn Erso, maybe she falls in a giant pot and some, some hot metal is going to get dropped on her. We don't know. Yeah. What will you become? There was also a little bit of Rebels news, which was pretty cool. Again, with uh, Celebration Europe, uh, Filoni announced that the first two episodes of Rebels Season 3 are going to show at Celebration Europe, which is pretty cool. Then I would hope that they're on their broadcast, maybe if if that's in July, maybe they're broadcast like in August or something. That could be cool. Yeah, do you remember when the the premiere hour of Rebels was last time? I want to say it was like July. Yeah, that could be. Right, because Celebration was so much earlier last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe they will. You're right. Maybe it would just be in August or September. And then Filoni tweeted out a photo with uh, a picture of the spine from the Heir to the Empire book. That's been the rumor for a while. Yeah, so, I mean, that pretty much guarantees that um, Thrawn is going to show up. Right? Or uh, the guy with the, the old man with the chest. Jacoris de Booth mu- with the muscle chest. Who is not Jacoris de Booth? He's the crazy old Jedi, right? I I think so. I don't know on the cover. He's got a giant muscle chest and a medallion. <laughs> Let's hope. Is that who that is? I never read the I never read the book. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's hope. Here's what I'm wondering: if they bring in Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn, if he's still Grand Admiral Thrawn, who knows? You know, he's a, in the books. He was like the 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 genius of starship warfare and is this going to drive the the hardcore book fans crazy or make them happy what do you think i think the hardcore book fans will be they're they'll be mad either way <laughs> <laughs> so but on the other hand i don't know like how did people react when some of the other uh eu stuff ended up on on clones like i think most of the time people were pretty happy at least some version of it became official but that was before the whole 
them officially no, yeah. saying the cannons wiped clean, even though it always, you know, it was never official, but I don't know if some people were holding on to the thought that it was or something. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's probably will depend on how they use them in the story. Yeah. But yeah, it will be different since this will be, if he shows up pre A New Hope instead of post Jedi, what, what that'll be, how that'll come about. Yeah. I, I just hope they bring back the, the spider cyborg general. From Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Contact Count Dooku immediately. I have something he'll be very interested in. So then there was some there was some Han Solo movie news. Han Solo. 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 Which was pretty. Was there? There was there were a little bit, a little bit. See, that's the thing. Like in the last week or two weeks, any Star Wars news that came out that was something that wasn't about Rogue One reshoots and that the movie's doomed and that Disney executives were freaking out and jumping out windows and stuff. It all just kind of woo disappeared. Yeah. So Larry Kasdan was at a film festival and he said that he had completed the script with his son and that uh, Han Solo movie was going to go before the cameras this January, but the next six months or so they're going to be ramping up production on that kind of, uh, you you think as episode eight is going to be winding down, that's going to be gearing up. Yeah, it's time to thinking, trying to think about it in my head, like to keep all the movies straight now that they're not only one a year, but they're overlapping so much. I'm trying to think if there'll be some part. I guess they're at least Rogue One will be done before they start filming on this. So yeah, well, and I wonder too how long, how much longer is it going to be until we find out what the th- the mysterious third standalone is, right? Yeah, the celebration, or at least at the next celebration. Well, and it's interesting too because when Rogue One, when they again at that celebration where where Gareth Edwards talked, Josh Trank was supposed to be there with him originally, right? So you would have thought that at that point they would have been ready to go with saying what that third standalone movie is, and I wonder if they just. I wonder if all. I wonder if there was a complete rethinking at that point. I wonder if it was a complete like rethinking of uh, whatever they were going to do. Probably because at that point they hadn't announced the Han, the Han Solo movie yet. True. It was just there was Rogue One and then the Josh Trank movie, and I don't know that we even know at this point what the Josh Trank movie was. If that was the Solo one, I mean, I it didn't seem like it was since Lawrence Kazan was or and his son were already writing. The Han Solo movie, maybe without a director? I don't know. But yeah, it's kind of a mystery at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I think everybody just assumes it was a like Boba Fett, but it might not have been. It could have been a completely original story. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, what? Where were all the rumors when the Disney stuff first started? Like, was there there was supposed to be a Yoda movie, maybe an Obi-Wan movie, maybe a maybe they'll make a Jabba movie. <laughs> they should. They should. <laughs> A Lobot movie. Lobot deserves a movie. A all Weequay movie. All Sand People movie. A movie all about the the Jabba door guard eyeball. Goodness gracious me! I hope they make a sitcom with him. <laughs> what he does for fun. Yeah. It's a wacky comedy. Yeah. 
Um, so I was trying to plan vacations for his family, but that never works out. <laughs> Jabba never gives him time off. Yeah. There's always people coming up to the door. <laughs> so there was a little bit of episode eight stuff. Get Jabba. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight. Filming finally wrapped in Ireland. They're all done there. But while they were there in Ireland, things got really hot for a couple days where they were filming little bits and there was like very tiny little Knights of Wren walking around. And there was a very mysterious thing that looked like a giant chicken. Yeah, the giant rubber chicken. I forgot about the giant rubber chicken. Yeah. Nobody knows what that is. Gabe, I stared at that picture of that giant rubber chicken suit. For for probably about two hours, just like with my hand on my chin, going back and forth, getting out a magnifying glass on my computer screen. Yeah, enhancing it in Photoshop. What could, what could this mean? What is it? <laughs> showing it chicken? to my showing it to my daughter's high school principal, or showing it to my showing it to my daughter's school principal. <laughs> I like it better that you like went to the high school that she's going to go to in ten years, and you. <laughs> and you showed that principal, hey, my daughter's only in, what, third grade or second grade? No, but she'll be here soon. Yeah. What do you think of this giant rubber chicken? <laughs> so I was at home, and I didn't have anybody to talk to. But there's a dude on the episode 8 set wearing a rubber chicken suit. This is outrageous. It's outrageous. This is outrageous. Yeah, I don't know what that thing is. <laughs> I, I hope it's a, I hope it's like a Jedi master. <laughs> they find the first Jedi temple and... Chicken Jedi's just been waiting, hanging out, waiting for Luke. It's again, you know, it's, it's going to be weird. They gave us, yeah. they gave us warning. Yeah, don't be surprised <laughs> when all the Chicken Jedi show up. <laughs> don't be surprised in about six months, episode eight, going under reshoots. It, maybe that's what laid the giant egg in the Poe comic. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's all intertwined. We figured it out. <laughs> and then there was the lucky kids in Ireland that Chewbacca visited their school. And this is the voice he makes. Yeah, he does that on the film. He's a Wookiee and he's from the planet Kashyyyk. And he has a, and he has a, and he's a, I'm a, I'm a cool pilot of the Millennium Falcon. He has a friend called Tarful. Man. But, yeah. I can't imagine what that would be like to just be at school and then Chewbacca shows up. What's the name of the dude doing Chewbacca mostly these days? Junus Suetamo, I believe is how you might say it. Yeah, he's the young, I think he was 29 when they filmed Force Awakens, so he's like the new young Chewbacca. He's doing a great job. <sighs> yeah, because I mean, I think we know now, right, that probably any scene in the movie where Chewbacca's not sitting down was him. Yeah. And he did a really good job. Though, can I say one of my favorite Chewbacca moments in uh, The Force Awakens is 100% Peter Mayhew when he's sitting in the cockpit of the Falcon with Rey and he just, give, at the very end, um, before she gets to a chew and he gives her that look. Yeah. So yeah, and then finally, uh, Ryan Johnson... What was it on like Friday? Posted a picture from the set of Pinewood of what looks like 
part of like an achu. It could be a cave, right? Well, it doesn't have to be achu, just a cave somewhere. Yeah, it's true. It's a cave somewhere with like a bunch of lights from pine wood above it. Yeah. I mean, what if they are, you know, like uh, if on the the achu planet, like uh, there, yeah, the, the deep within it, the, the parts of the mountain, like old first Jedi temple stuff, who knows? Yeah. What's weird looking at it is it almost makes me think of the uh, the Utapau miniature from Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah, totally. So at that point, it's like, this could be a miniature, too. I mean, there could, these could be giant cliff walls, and there's a little tiny, a little, little tiny First Order base just out of view or something. It's like, who knows at this point? Yeah, it kind of looks like some of, like, in the Starkiller base some of the rock parts that were in there that were still part of the planet. Mm -hmm. Like where they dug away to build the base. Today is the end of the Republic. The end of a regime that acquiesces to disorder. Hello, film lovers and filmmakers. I'm J.J. Abrams, and I have a very exciting opportunity to share with you. For the last few years, Lucasfilm have celebrated your love and passion for the incredible Star Wars saga by holding a fan film competition. And they've told me I can't enter, which is insulting. But I know everyone at Lucasfilm can't wait to see what you come up with. So good luck. I, I, Gabe, I discovered something this week that I've, I've known kind of for a while, but I feel like I've forgotten that, that I really, really like Star Wars fan films. I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> It was fun to watch them, but I don't know. There was there were some good ones, and there were times when I I felt like you in the the uh, Clone Wars movie episode. Right. I didn't I didn't know if I liked Star Wars anymore. You got to rethink everything. Uh, yeah. But then I would see a good uh, a good one, and I would be like, okay, I love Star Wars again. So yes, fan films are really an interesting thing because they're all over the place, and they come in all shapes and sizes, and. There's something for everyone. <laughs> there, there really is, and they've ex- yeah. they've existed in sci-fi fandom for quite a while. I mean, people were making uh, Super Eight Star Trek fan films back in the '70s, um, but it was really, and there was uh, an absolutely incredible Star Wars fan, a full-length Star Wars fan film called Quest of the Jedi that was made in the 1980s. Which is really something. Um, I'm, I will we'll do. Hopefully, we'll do a whole episode about that one day. Um, but Star Wars fan films really didn't start to really take off until about 1997 with Kevin Rubio's Troops, probably. Yeah, it seems like that's kind of when everybody kind of knew what they were at that point. Is that when kind of took off? Well, I know there was. I mean, does Hardware Wars count? Well, yeah, I mean, Hardware Wars really was a fan film. It was one of the first parody fan films, which is kind of a a fan film genre on all to itself. There's yeah. there's Star Wars fan films that are really serious and trying to match the tone of the films, and there's there's a lot of really goofy ones that sometimes poke fun at the films. They all have similar things where they all have a lot of homemade special effects um a lot of sometimes very amateur acting it's all very do-it-yourself with somebody's backyard filling in for endor you know yeah 
Uh, a lot of them have really outrageous saber choreography and sometimes they feel more like a special effects reel for amateur special effects artists. So yeah, the 25 nominees for the Audience Choice Awards are now up at StarWars.com. Yep, they're right on the, uh, the front page, so they're pretty easy to find. And we watched all of them. All of them. All of them. So, so they'll do, at Celebration London, they'll do the Audience Choice Awards, but now we will do the, uh, the Blast Points Choice Awards. Yeah, <laughs> and we're going to do all 25 and 24. Five minutes if we can we're, it, we got i got the timer here all right challenge it's, can we do it if we do it we're going to give ourselves a sticker <laughs> we'll, we'll, we win the 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 rusty miller challenge yeah i, I have a stack of stickers left over i'm going <laughs> to give them all back to myself if we can do this in 25 minutes <laughs> all right are you ready to start the timer all right here we go ready i'll do a countdown three two one, go. Commence primary ignition. Okay, our first one is TK436, a stormtrooper story. Uh, where this one was a love story about like a rebel person and a stormtrooper. A lot of flashbacks of them in love. Gabe, what were your feelings I, on that? I was really confused with this one because it started out kind of, yeah, like they're in love and then they're wearing scarves. And then by the time I watched the battle for a few minutes, I forgot about that they were in love. But then by the end, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It was pretty cool. The one I, the love stuff, I wasn't as into. They're wearing scarves. I wasn't sure why. Uh, and but the one, this one does have a stormtrooper whose eyes light up. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I forget. He had the Morse code eyes to control the robot or something, right? He's, uh, something like that. But uh, I was kind of, I was like, that's kind of dope. A stormtrooper that eyes light up. I'm into that. Yeah. This one was very serious. It was a really serious one. Very serious. Okay. What's up? Let's go. Next, next one, not too serious, Jawa Juiced. Jawa Juiced was really good. Yeah. That was one I thought first, and I saw the picture. I was like, okay, this is going to be stupid. And even <laughs> when it started, I kind of thought it was going to be stupid. But then when it got going, it was like the choreography was really cool, and this, I liked it a lot. Yeah. So basically this one, is, it's an Australian one where uh, an Australian school kid Another school kid steals his juice box of Jawa juice, and they have a really epic lightsaber fight through this school in Australia. And yeah, it's like Gabe was saying, it's got absolutely really great saber fights and effects. Where's my Jawa juice? A couple really funny parts. It was it was quality. I was really surprised. Yeah, Jabba Juiced is a good one. It's a really good one. Okay, Star Wars Behind the Saber. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. Complete the fifth on this one. I'm never touching that thing again. Um. Okay. So this one is like uh a, like making of a fan film in like the style of uh, the TV show The Office. It, yeah. It, it's got parts that are kind of almost funny, almost. They did a good job of um, kind of matching the feel of that type of show. Yeah. Yeah. Like they got, they 
did what they were trying to do well. Yeah. Almost funny. Okay, Star Wars Identity Thieves. That was there was a theme this year of like dirty dudes doing stuff, and that was one of the dirty dudes ones. Um, it was well done. Is that that's Kylo Ren? Maybe he thought he'd be a little bit What is he doing up here? Why is he chasing that girl? I don't know. Whatever it is, doesn't look good. Guys, this could be it. Be what? Our big break. I'm not following. We rescue her. Come on, Kylo Ren's chasing her all the way out here. She's got to be important. Think about the reward. And be on the hit list of the First Order? I think not. You didn't eat any of those mushrooms by that tree over there, did you? Come on, there's four of us and one of them. We can do it. No. Three-pronged lightsaber, four of us equals 16 parts of us chopped up in cube. It's a a bunch of goofy, bearded bounty hunters, right? Right? I think so. I think they're they're on Takodana. It's taking place all while the the attack on Takodana happens. They're kind of like out in the woods when Kylo Ren is going after Rey out in the woods during Force Awakens. It's very fast paced, and you get to see a bunch of a bunch of bearded dudes taking down Kylo Ren with a rope. Yeah. So. And they eventually steal his wallet. It's pretty goofy. It wasn't, okay, I'll say this, Gabe, it wasn't, when I started it, I had very low expectations, and it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I agree. It got better as it went on, and again, the, like, the production value was really, was good on that one. Like, it was lit well, and yeah. it looks pretty good. Yeah. Okay, Dawn of the Resistance. All right, which one was that one? Well, I will tell you this right now. Evil. Oh, po- yes, 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 okay. <laughs> Go for it. Evil Plo Koon. That's all. Yeah. So... Dawn of the Resistance started. I had no clue what was going on through the whole thing. Um, there was a fake Jawa, I think, that blew up some Imperial officers. Like, I was it a real Jawa? I couldn't tell. You were paying more attention than I was. Okay. Uh, I really, they did the Coruscant Underworld from Attack the Clones really, really well. Um, but then in the end, Evil Plo Koon comes out. What happens here? It's wild. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, fireworks go off and it's all night party dancing yeah. on the ceiling. Evil Plo Koon will blow you up. <laughs> he'll blow you away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The the Sable Corsair. Another one in the uh, dirty dudes done cheap uh <laughs> theme. <laughs> um that one had a lot of cool stormtroopers in it, it when the stormtroopers showed up. It kind of, the vibe in it kind of remind me of Firefly. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I like their Iron Man robot. <laughs> yeah, where I was like, it looked completely legit. Like, it looked like really good production value. But then the droid is a dude in an Iron Man mask. Yeah. It's like Iron Man Rocketeer 3PO. <laughs> so it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. And then in the end... Uh, there's a squad of stormtroopers, and they're led by Boba Fett. And I was kind of like, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was a few, uh, a few Boba Fetts this year. But I was kind of like, why is Boba Fett leading a squad of stormtroopers? You just, I couldn't, yeah. Uh, they, they lost me. It wasn't realistic at that point. <laughs> <laughs> the credibility <laughs> went out the way. Yeah, it went out. Yeah. Okay, uh, Girl versus TIE Fighter. That one was cute. Yeah, it was cute. 
And you know what? I'll give that credit. It didn't overstay its welcome because mm-hmm. some of these felt like they they were 20 minutes and they edited them down to the max of five minutes. Yeah. This one was like it knew what it was and it was short and sweet. The one thing with Girl versus Tie Fighter is because it, it takes place in the real world somehow, and but there was a Tie Fighter just randomly shooting at a little girl. That's yeah. <laughs> kind of cold blooded. Gabe, get ready for this one. Table Wars. You know, (laughs) I'll tell you something about Table Wars. The fact that he was a tomato and then when whatever Darth Eggplant was like, you're not a fruit or no, you're not a vegetable, you're a fruit or whatever. Like that was really deep (laughs) because, you know. I think a tomato is a fruit, so not a vegetable. <laughs> Table Wars, it's all vegetables and fruit with yeah. eyes, mouths, and no noses. It's like annoying orange. Yeah, D- doing Star Wars scenes. I sense no good taste in you, young Jedi. Well, may the Force never be with you. Old Pineapple never told you the truth. You are not a fruit. You are a vegetable. But well, I think Obi Pineapple, or he was O Pineapple or something. It was pretty good. Obi Wan Kenobi was a pineapple. I couldn't. I couldn't do Table Wars. I did it, but I couldn't do it. No, 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 no. All right, my, seventeen minutes. My only note was, uh, what was that? <laughs> Okay, the, the it's the Vegpire and the Fruit <laughs> Alliance. Come on. Did you like Table Wars? I didn't think I was, but by the end I kind of, yeah. Got, <laughs> it got to me. Okay, next one, the Rev the Revengent. It's Kylo yeah. Ren looking for a holocron in the woods. Yeah. Yep, the Revengent. It's German. Yeah. I mean, they really played up the Kylo Ren stopping a uh a laser beam effect, which we all wanted more of. That's true. They did do some good, some cool effects. It's more Kylo Ren. I was happy there were a lot of Force Awakens themed uh, fan films. It's cool. You got to see Kylo Ren doing Kylo Ren stuff, and that's cool. Yeah. He's looking for a holocron. Interesting. Okay, next one, Blacklight. I really like the makeup job on the lizard girl. I agree. That was really cool. And then it just kind of got nuts. It, it looked like it was filmed at a, an, at a Valvoline oil change place, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I just wrote down, I have no clue what's happening. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's a twist. Wait, the twist is, is, there's a twist to that twist. <laughs> it just kept twisting at the end. Yeah, I, not, I still couldn't tell you what happened in Blacklight. Okay, uh, next one is Runners. That's another one. I remember watching it, but I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> there, there's a stormtrooper who decides to be good and basically saves Ray, but it's not Ray. But yes, it's a, a British lady wearing Ray clothes and a British lady stormtrooper and a British lady stormtrooper and Ray, not Ray, takes down a Tie Fighter with the Force, and that was kind of cool. I totally missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch that one. Um, I just remember the stormtrooper lady taking her stormtrooper outfit off like immediately. Yeah, she took, immediately having like a tracksuit on underneath. Yeah, uh, Star Malice Wars. I was, or is it? No, wait, is it Star Wars Malice? Something like that. Yeah, 
I, I really wanted to see him save her mom. I didn't. It was a it was a uh, cliffhanger at the end there. That one, you know, it's not bad. They they say the line "Honking Huge Star Destroyer." What is it? Honking Huge Star Destroyer. Uh, there's a BB unit with Tie Fighter wing rabbit ears. Yeah, it was cute. It drops you right into the action. There's lots of speeder bike action. Yeah, she has goggles, which is a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's that one's not bad. That one's a surprise. Yeah. Here's one I really liked, uh, Star Wars 31. Oh, so yeah. That was one of the best. Yeah, it's a... It's, as, soon, as soon as the Roger Roger droids showed up, yeah. he had my heart. <laughs> Did they call them Roger Roger guys? Yeah, Roger Roger guys. It's a six-year-old's version of what he thinks is going to happen in Star Wars uh, number 31. And it's got a great scene where Poe Dameron is in the body of a battle droid. And then one time, like... Roger, Roger guy that was really powerful, which was Poe, um, got lost, and then the Jedi found him. Since he got almost every single lightsaber he had destroyed, he had like 10,100 lightsabers in that much pockets. The, the boy, little boy drew all the all the pictures, and then the dad animated them. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It, yeah. has, it has a cool look, and the story's good, and... Yeah, I hope that's where Star Wars 31 goes. I, I'm maybe even Star Wars like 11 <laughs> could take that story. I, I don't want to have to wait that long. <laughs> okay, next one, Manic on Minos. That was another one of those weird ones where it was like that spaceship they made was great. Like it was really well built. And then they went to like someone's kitchen <laughs> and had the really cool uh, 2-1-B Yes. Medical droid who is a bounty hunter. Yes. And there's a dog man that sneezes on people. Murpho. Murpho. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. And he's, his, his snot is like acid. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that one, it felt like kind of Guardians of the Galaxy. It kind of had that kind of tone to it. Yeah, I can see that. And it, to, but also to me, that felt like a classic Star Wars fan film. Like, I was like, this is a Star Wars fan film that could have been made in, you know, 2001 and people were making you know i know a dude that can make monster masks and i know a guy i know a guy in the 501st and he can wear a stormtrooper outfit you know and i I have a kitchen we can all sit in it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no you're right okay next one jedi blind dating yeah (laughs) okay i'm gonna maybe maybe i'm alone on this one i thought it was kind of sweet it goes on a little too long and I really like the the very very particular Star Wars jokes. Like, yeah, I like Ahsoka talking about she's got this bird that follows her around. That, well, that's true. I like the bird joke. I keep seeing this bird following me everywhere. Do you see it? No. You know, it's kind of like okay, you're going a little deep. You know, these aren't for the normals. These jokes. Uh, it starts out right away with Asian Asian Lando. Yeah, you're right. Asian Lando was good. Yeah, Ahsoka's got like a cardboard head. Yeah, there's it's got its moments. There's a Matt Radar Tech joke that goes on way too long. <laughs> but you know, but it's kind of like I got where it was coming from, and I was like, I. I kind of like you, Jedi blind dating, and the the Ray Finn in it is the the Ray Finn uh, couple from a Comic Con that had a BB-8 baby. Yeah. So you know. Maybe I was a little hard on it. 
I appreciated it greatly. Okay, next one, uh, Star Wars Exile Episode 1. Oh, that's, yeah, Darth Whispers. <laughs> <laughs> that one's, I watched that one a couple times now. That one's growing on me. I, I'm really starting to fall in love with Darth, Darth Whispers. <laughs> it starts out Space. with Quinn and Voss with a lip ring. Yeah. Uh, so pretty cool saber fights, but then uh, Darth Whispers came in, who looks like Perry Farrell playing an Inquisitor. Yeah, and, and I don't, does his, do his lips even move, or it's just he's like comes up to people and it's like, "Hello, <laughs> I'm whispering." I think he's supposed to be speaking to them in their minds. That could be. But it's if I, uh, <laughs> if I could speak into people's minds, I'd talk a lot louder than he does. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Can you hear me in your mind? <laughs> uh, no, it's not bad. Star Wars Exile no. episode one. It's not bad. Had some cool lightsaber fights. The, the uh, location they were at was really cool. It looked, really looked like they're in space, kind of, on another planet. I wasn't sure what was going on with the Jedi guy and his his master. Yeah. I, it, but it's still, it's fine. I'm wondering what happens in Exile Episode 2. I'll watch yeah. it. Forget it. I'll watch Episode 19. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Um, st- okay, here's, a, here's one, Gabe. Star Wars Episode Great, The Empire Smiles Back. I didn't even finish that one. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm never touching that thing again. I'm sorry. Because well, I was watching that one, and then something happened. I had to, like, stop. And when I came back, the webpage kind of glitched out and wouldn't finish it. <laughs> I didn't really want to watch the rest of it. <laughs> so this one's like, it's the day in the life of a really cheery um, Galactic Empire telemarketer. It's it's a goofy one. It's a wacky one, but uh, yeah. How did it end? I couldn't tell you. I, I finished it though. <laughs> I don't know. It just it's it's a good try. It's a good try. Okay, this one this one's a wild one. Okay, the Farm Awakening. Yeah. Um, it's got a little girl uh, who's who likes Ray, and she's on a farm, and she in the like a shack in the farm, she touches the lightsaber, she encounters Kylo Ren, and then she brings Kylo Ren to her fourth grade class. It's a weird one. <laughs> you know, it actually would have been good, like somehow intermixed with Girl versus TIE Fighter. They could have fit together. Yeah. It's kind of a similar theme, but yeah. Kylo Ren learns what it's like to be in elementary school. If you, if you go to StarWars.com and you watch The Farm Awakening, though, you get to see Kylo Ren on a horse, uh, him doing show-and-tell with the Vader helmet, and Kylo Ren force-choking a goat. <laughs> so... <laughs> Take that how you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, what have we here? Um, next one is Ben. This one's probably my favorite. Ben in the desert. Jawas are bad neighbors. Yeah, that one was great. The puppets are great. The concept was great. Yes, it's like puppets of uh, 
Obi-Wan having a beer with a hammerhead on Tatooine, and then some Jawas show up, and Obi-Wan goes on a tirade about how much he hates Jawas and how they're ruining all the fun he's trying to have on Tatooine. Pass me another cold one, Mr. Kenobi. Another cold one for my main man. Hey! Hey, you Jawas! Get off my lawn! Take it easy, man. They're just Jawas. I'm tired of those little always stealing my and selling it at their f***ing dusty flea markets. I tried to start a book club. Jawas stole my books. I tried to own pets. Jawas stole my pets. I took up painting. Guess who stole my damn easel? I go to visit my neighbors. They're painting a picture of my stolen pet on my stolen easel. And, well, they burn the books because you people are awful. Hey, come on, man. this planet, man. Really great. And it's really short. Yeah, short and sweet. Okay, next one, Face the Destiny. (laughs) Here we go. Oh, man. Face the Destiny is insane. It's it's from Mexico. It's all in Spanish. It's all CG. And it's about a Rancor Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) It's incredible. I really like super widescreen. I really like stormtroopers speaking in Spanish too. I really liked that. Yeah, and I and I think one guy did the whole thing. Good. Um, and it's cool. I I really liked it. And honestly, the first time I saw it, I don't know why. I watched it like four times, I think. But the first time, I didn't realize he was a Jedi till like the very end. Even though they show his lightsaber right away. Yeah, I agree. I thought he was just an angry Rancor, and I was like, oh. Oh, it's Jedi Rancor. Yeah, you have to watch it more than once because it 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 again. It's kind of brief, and the, you hear the Rancor's thoughts too. It's unbelievable. Okay, next one: Star Wars Shadows of the Rebellion. That one didn't make a lot of sense to me. There was a lot of snow, and there was I guess they were on Hoth, but there were trees. Yeah, it was some cool lightsaber fights. Yeah, and you get to see a guy throw a snowball at a Sith Lord. So, I was into that. You don't see that every day. No. Uh, next one, another one of my favorites, The Big Question. Yeah, I like The Big Question. I think the fact, too, that they had really thick German accents made it even better. Yeah. This begins right at the end of Episode 7, where Ray and Luke are having a campfire, and Ray has like a little notebook full of questions to ask Luke. And all Luke wants to talk about is how hard they were partying after the Battle of Endor and how that's the reason why 3PO has the red arm. Now, now look, this is, this is like the most important question of all my life. Are you my dad? Oh my god, R2! You don't know that story? It's hilarious! Are we related? All in good time. Anger leads to fear, leads to suffering, and path to the dark side. Take that as your first Jedi lesson. Now listen, R2, you're gonna love this. So you remember how we blew up that second Death Star? That was before we thought they'd build a third one of these things. We're all on Endo and partied all night and stuff. Dancing the yubbin up. You have this crazy dancer with Wicked. Ah, that was other times. I wasn't a shabby-looking desolate hermit yet. And none of us had any kids. Yeah, you were completely wasted. Yeah, it was, as much as I enjoyed the Red Arm 3PO comic, the big question is a much better explanation. Yeah, 
I also really like that at the campfire, Chewbacca is just passed out. (laughs) (laughs) Sleeping. Yeah. That's really good. I hope Ryan Johnson watched this one. And that's they're going to do some episode eight reshoots. (laughs) I really liked how R2-D2 was talking, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, Star Wars Generations. That one was pretty cool. Yeah. And it was like production value was really good. And uh, they did some cool transitions, like of the they open the freezer and Hoth is in there, and I like that one. In the end, sweet. when the end is is Grandpa sick, kind of threw me off. Yeah, because I thought they were going to say he was dying or something, but I guess this that he really believes he's a Jedi. It was why they think he's sick. Yeah, which I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But then at the end, he really is a Jedi. Yeah, because so. he has I don't know he has R two. Yeah, it was good. I like yeah. I like Star Wars. It's sweet. It's you know for what it is, it's pretty sweet. Um, Intern of the Jedi. All right, so this one made me mad <laughs> because they made a joke about how the prequels don't exist and Star Wars starts at four, right? And mm-hmm. then the next line is about my young Padawan, which mm-hmm. is from the prequels. So they need to get their uh, joke straight. Wasn't there a um, an anti Jar Jar part in Intern of the Jedi too? Probably, yeah. but it was by the end I didn't hate it because it was really well done. I just it was weird to make fun of the prequels and then use prequel dialogue. Yeah, well, no surprise. Yeah, I liked the Yoda girl, and she had Yoda puppet, which automatically kind of starts turning me back. <laughs> Change your mind around. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think this is our last one. And it saved the best for last. Uh, a Trooper's Tale. <laughs> that one was weird. I couldn't tell you what it was about, but it's wild homemade CGI effects that look like it was made in 1995. Yeah. And for the longest time, I was like, it's about a stormtrooper with his plot to kill Darth Vader. But then the Death Star blows up and he, everybody dies. In the end credits, I saw that it was made by a dad and his kids, like literally like in their garage. And so I was kind of like, well, that's okay. That's cool. Yeah. It was just a weird story where like he was going to kill himself to kill Vader. And it was really serious. <laughs> the seriousness mixed with really homemade effects. Yeah, and the stormtroopers look like they were, I guess they were kids. They were like 12-year-old stormtroopers under the armor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they were like waking up in like little Matrix pods in the beginning. Yeah, I like the pods. But I guess, yeah, if you're into stormtrooper stories where stormtroopers are really kids and they commit suicide, <laughs> it's it's the, you'll love this one. <laughs> and these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. Yeah, head to StarWars.com and vote for your favorite. Gabe, what's your favorite? Did you vote for one? I didn't vote yet. I'm still trying to think about Can you Can you only vote for one? You can vote for one a day, so you can vote for as many as you want. Okay. Then I'll probably I'll vote for Face, Face the Destiny, Star Wars 31, and Ben in the Desert are probably my three favorites. Yeah, I would say Ben in the Desert, Star Wars 31, and uh, The Big Question. So yeah, go to StarWars.com and vote for your favorites. Watch all of them like we did. How much would it say like it would take you about two hours probably to watch all of them? 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're the max is five minutes. A few of them are less than five minutes. So yeah, worst case, whatever. What's five times twenty five? I don't know. Two hours. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> I had a good oh. time. I had a good time watching them. Imperial Tie Fighter, attack! X-wing fighter to base. I'm in for a dogfight. Imperial Tie Fighter and X-wing fighter from Star Wars Micro Collection line sold separately. He's in my sight. Got me. I've been hit. I'm crashing. They're built for heavy battle action. They go right back together again. And each ship comes with a die-cast figure. The sky is where we belong. Imperial Tie Fighter and X-wing fighter from Star Wars Micro Collection line, each sold separately. Figures included from Kenner. And the last episode we did with the, the Clone Wars movie episode, we had our first ever uh, Rusty Miller Blast Points Trivia Challenge, and we, we actually had, we had a winner. We had Charles Whitehead got it All correct. Right. Congratulations, Charles. And we're going to do it again. We got a brand new question, trivia question from the Jedi Master's Quiz Book, written by Rusty Miller in 1981, I believe. And here we go. What you got to do is you got to tweet the right answer to the Blast Points Twitter page, Blast underscore points, with the hashtag, got to have the hashtag, Rusty Miller Blast Points Trivia Challenge. It's a handful. But here, this is question number 72 in the book. What three instructions did Luke give R2 during the Battle of the Death Star? So send that answer along with the hashtag Rusty Miller Blast Points Trivia Challenge on our Twitter page, and we will send you a nifty, beautiful Blast Point sticker. And where would you stick it? <laughs> we got Gabe. We've got two new iTunes reviews. Oh, awesome! Two. Um, let's start with the first one. This is from Arcade Ghost. He writes the title, An Essential and Fun, all in caps, Star Wars Podcast. There are many, many cool Star Wars podcasts. Too many to keep up with, in fact. That being said, Blast Points has quickly become one of the best Star Wars shows out there, and for me, it's a must-listen. Every episode is full of enthusiasm and joy, and I love the way the show makes it a point to cover lesser-discussed Star Wars topic. Blast Points alternates between interviews and Star Wars insiders and standard episodes covering news and more general topics. And both types of episodes are always fantastic. Can't, res- can't recommend Blast Points enough, a brilliant Star Wars podcast for moof milkers everywhere. Wow, that was great. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Arcade Ghost. Next one is from TC6734. And they write, I told Kanji Club they should listen. With a slew of various Star Wars podcasts to choose from, this one has quickly shot first to the top of my list. 
It's abundantly clear that Jason and Gabe have a deep love and affection for a majority, if not all, of content related to that galaxy far, far away. I appreciate that the discussions always seem to be celebrating every aspect of the saga, including the flaws. Listening to the show will remind you of those great conversations you have had with fellow Star Wars fans, especially while waiting in line. May the Force be with you. In Filoni, we trust. That was good, too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, TC6734. I like your name a lot. Maybe it was a droid. Yeah, I like to think that there's droids listening. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> yeah, if, if the, uh, the plane from Stealth, when he downloaded everything off the internet, he would have downloaded Blast Points. <laughs> So maybe there's a top secret stealth plane flying around listening to back episodes of Blast Points. It'll make him nice. It'll make him happy. Yeah. The chances of survival in single combat are less than 9%. I just want to go watch Attack of the Clones. Yeah. <laughs> those guys yeah, sent him on missions. Those guys said it's really good. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, you should leave uh, Blast Points and iTunes review. If you're listening on iTunes, when you get done with this show, go over and leave us a five-star review, and we'll read your review on the next show, which the next show is going to be a good one. It's going to be us talking all about how much we love Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Well, it's our 25th episode, right? Yeah. We're, we're going all out for number 25. The Jedi Spectacular, which I think uh, Jedi's your favorite, right? Jedi is my all-time favorite Star Wars movie. It's my favorite thing of my favorite thing. Yeah, and you can listen to Blast Points on... We're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on Overcast, we're on Player FM, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, If you're on Android, there's a Star Wars podcast app that we're on. We're on everything. Yeah. All kinds of weird words. <laughs> <laughs> computer words. Need, computer words. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're just making stuff up. That's not, not real. Um, you can, uh, should like the Blast Points page on Facebook. Um, like I said, you can contact, contact us on Twitter. You can let us know what you thought of the show. Got any ideas for future shows? You can let us know about that. Um, just ask us anything, really. Pretty much. Tell us what you like about Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but please tell us what you like about Return of the Jedi. Um, if oh, and don't just don't despair. The Qui Gonathan is still coming. Qui Gonathan is yeah. For all if you're worried, <laughs> or if you were happy that you thought we forgot, <laughs> we're sorry. Because it's still coming. It's still coming. In two weeks, you'll get the Quaganathon. Will it be worth the wait? Yeah, well, we'll find out. I write stuff about Star Wars over at DoomRocket.com. Articles and Clone Wars recaps and stuff. You can read all that stuff there. And yeah, what episode are you reviewing next? Well, I took a week off because things got crazy from uh, from the Clone Wars recaps. I wrote a thing about the Rogue One business, and the next one is uh, Dooku Captured. Obi-Wan and Anakin going around with Count Dooku in handcuffs. So yeah. you can't go wrong. So that should be a good one. That should be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, we'll give a, sp- a special shout out to all of our fans of the show in Cardiff in the UK. Yeah, shout out. You were not sure what's going on there in Cardiff, <laughs> but uh, Gabe and I are coming and we want to eat at all the restaurants in Cardiff for free. Yeah, yep. Someday we'll be there. We'll be there. You can feed us. <laughs> <laughs> And hopefully, if any of the Cardiff fans are going to celebration, they should uh, give us the lowdown. Yeah. On Facebook. Yeah. Take some pictures of the good stuff. We wish we were there. You can be a special Blast Points correspondent. Yeah, but I think that's about it for episode twenty-four of Blast Points here. But yeah, for for this week, uh, this is Jason, and this is Gabe, and thanks for listening. See you next time. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.